saying? Well, you just said something that blew my mind just before we started recording. What did I say? Should probably bring it up to begin with because we're going to get into playing and watching first for this episode. We're going to do so. that first? Well, we what? might as well because the rest is just the feature is news. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> for E3. Uh, this is Alex Austin. And then we also have Rob. And there again, no Adam today. He has abandoned us. I feel forlorn. We're not worth his time. <laughs> it's really what it comes down to. No, I'm sure we're worth his time. I'm sure it's the listeners who are not worth his time. Ooh. Oh, God. <laughs> that is like setting up a whole bloodbath. I love it. <laughs> Presumably he'll listen to this. Maybe. Yeah. What's it? What is he? He's busy, though. Yeah. Oh, he, he genuinely, he had a meeting tonight. And, uh, yeah. and I think the idea was the meeting uh, is Pacific time. So yeah, of course. Which is pretty late our time. It's now note, time. Note that um, without getting into any detail, because I don't want to do that, um, he has a job for a company that he is the head of IT for. Okay. Yeah, I think. And they have they have uh comp- like they have buildings over on the other coast. So yeah, that's why Pacific probably. He's like the Canadian but, CIA. But that's what it's about. All, yeah. On top of that, though, he also does, like, way too much stuff. He is involved in a lot. Yeah, like, he's flipping houses right now. He's he's doing so much I stuff. I actually have uh, role-playing envy of Adam. Oh, because of the tabletop Yeah, he has stuff? quite yeah. a career in role-playing tabletop gaming. Going, yeah, mine, so. mine too. Yeah, it's, I am quite envious. So, especially after playing Weeby Goblins a bit, which I which I thoroughly enjoyed. Oh, I man. Think, uh, you have no idea. Our Saturday sessions are so much better I than I that. I cannot wait for us to get to finish Weeby Goblins, though. Looking forward to it. I don't know what do you? Why you? Why just leave it? Leave the damn thing alone. <laughs> you know, you know how I fiddle with things. I know stuff. I fiddle with them. So we were just talking about as we were getting into the podcast. Apparently, I'm t- we're talking about uh, Black Mirror season five, which just hit uh, yeah. Netflix. If you can call it a full season, it's only That's three episodes. Um, is it a full season? I thought it was. A, I thought it was a partial. I thought it was like three now. Is that three how later. they marketed it? I, no, I have no idea. I'm just. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I guessing. Also have no idea. Yeah, I mean, I'm 100 percent guessing. But there could are be. older seasons that only have like four episodes. That's why I was like, okay, oh. maybe this is just it. Maybe it is. Yeah. yeah. And oh, you know what they might be doing? They might do three, and they might have one that's a, a Christmas episode. Oh, nice. Okay, which is still my favorite episode. I would say. What so Christmas? The, the one with John Hamm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my super good. Too. And. Um, it was. It's interesting. So Rob was saying that apparently you don't see the episodes in the same order necessarily as someone else watching Netflix. They appear in a different order in the queue, the episode. So it's not like episodes yeah. one, two, three. It could be episode two, three, one for somebody else. Yeah, because um, for your um, layout, you have... We have the same first one. You yeah. Well, no. No, you have Striking Vipers first. Yeah, Striking right? Vipers first. Yeah, no, yeah. my first one was Ashley 2. Then the... Then Striking Vipers. And then Smithereens and, was three for and you? And Smithereens was okay. the last one. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, which I've I, only seen... which I, I think Smithereens is the strongest of the three. Really? I'm not, not going to say too much because I know you haven't seen Ashley 2 yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so but... we will get into uh, some playing and watching here to kick it off. And I guess we'll talk spoilers for the new season of Black Mirror. So we will timestamp this. So if you don't want to hear it, you can kind of skip over it and go to the E3 portion. I, of I think this actually, you know what I would say? We should probably hold off on the spoilers just until you've seen all of it. Or at least, uh, actually, you know what, Adam, I think... He's a big fan of Black Mirror, too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll hold off on spoilers then. Yeah. So what I can say then, since we won't be doing spoilers here, since we've, we've turned a corner on this, we're going to wait for Adam <laughs> on that, is that of the two episodes I've seen, I think the stronger one is probably Striking Vipers. So just what what I'm thinking and feeling. You're not the first person for me to hear that. And, and the reason why is just because I think in terms of character development, I think the character arcs in this one are 
are more in-depth and robust than anything I've seen yet in the show, maybe except for White Christmas. Um, and I was Fair. actually really pleased with it. it. The characters were very nuanced. Nothing was necessarily as it seems, which is normally how it goes. But it didn't... I, I think the characters would have gone through a similar story arc without such advanced technology. And it just so happens they live in a world with advanced technology, and that's why it played out the way it did. But I think I think those two characters would have explored what they explored with or without the technology. I don't think so. Really? I think that that was a 100% technology facilitates it. Yeah. Because... Uh, Which to, isn't outside the question. This is Black Mirror, Yeah, right? without going too much into it, because we'll get into it when we do do the spoilers. But the one character, uh, all I'll say is Carl. Yep. Uh, he didn't see what he was doing the same way that everyone else did. Yeah, that's true. And I think that that, coming from uh, uh, as an online MMO player, mm. that stuff happens already. You're right. And, 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 and to be honest, it. you're right. Yeah, and to be you're honest, right. yeah. um, a lot of people have the same view that Carl takes up in that argument. Interesting. Yep. See, I didn't even think of that. That yeah, it probably does already exist in the world in, in a very real way. But this this particular episode, Striking Vipers, really there was a discussion about you know sort of sexuality and gender and things like that that I yeah. think was really complex and and I, I think maybe the nuances of that couldn't exist without the technology. Uh, and, oh, hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Oh no. Just, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not yeah. saying that it can't happen. I'm saying that. I think in this particular case it wouldn't have happened. Oh no, I'm agreeing with you now. Actually, yeah. <laughs> so I've turned a corner. You're right. It was uh, it was it was heavily, heavily, heavily reliant on how the technology played into it. But yeah, we won't go too much more into depth. All I can say is Striking Vipers uh, might be your first episode, might be your third. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, amazing episode of Black Mirror. I think they did a really good job. In fact, both of the two episodes I've seen so far were pretty damn amazing. So in other seasons, you might have you know some that are stronger than others that you really enjoy watching. But in this one so far, the two that I've seen. Both pretty damn good. See, that's an interesting takeaway from it because I actually not sure I fully agree on it. And like I said, obviously I'll go more into detail when we when we dump uh, the whole episodes out and then kind of analyze them. But the Smithereens episode specifically felt almost too preachy and on the nose. Now I understand what they were going for, and I think that they executed it phenomenally. Yeah. But for some reason, it felt more like a platform for an argument than it was a like a, more than it was a cautionary tale despite it being a cautionary tale yeah uh, and and don't get me wrong 100 percent, what the message is yeah. is yeah definitely i think it, it started off with this is the way cory brooker thinks old people talk about millennials is this way <laughs> in, the, in the way that they were sort of interacting with that technology yeah and then uh, and then it turns into something different but i think one of the main themes in it which we'll talk about maybe when we do spoilers uh wasn't really explicitly stated and and i really appreciated the nuanced way in which they handled it uh, yeah especially regarding the decision making of of uh one of the main characters toward the end i, I just it, it was very nuanced and it didn't have everything to do with technology there was there was some human element that came into the story and uh, and it was really cool. It was really cool. I, I really appreciated where that episode went. That's Smithereens. Yes, that's season three of Black Mirror. Really looking forward to finishing it up here. And I hope you're right in that there's going to be more episodes coming up soon. So uh, you know, now great. that you've mentioned the, the small seasons, I'm thinking maybe not. Um, though there may be a Christmas or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, they also did Bandersnatch kind of in between last season and this season. True. And it's not actually um, part of the seasonal... Uh, like as in the season one, two, three, right. four, 
uh, it's outside of that space. Yeah, it was a Frankenstein monster of Netflix programming. <sighs> I actually, I actually, <laughs> absolutely loved it. It was cool as hell. Yeah, and it was um, fun. I, I mean, a lot of people give it criticism, and yeah, hey, you know, say what you don't like. I'm just gonna throw this out there. Don't know if it is or not. I think it was episode 27. <laughs> I don't even know if it is, but hey, go back and look it up because we did a full Bandersnatch thing at one point. Oh so. yeah, our our look back at Bandersnatch. Yeah, 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 we we it might have that. actually been in the 30s. I went back the other day and took. Oh, a look did you? At yeah, yeah. It was it was a while ago, but yeah, yeah, we did we did do Bandersnatch. So I'm gonna go wild. Okay, wild number guess. I think it's like 31 or 32. Damn, dude, I wonder what it is. I now. think it might be 32. I can actually look it up. Look I have the up. power. Look it up. I'm probably <laughs> wrong. I'm almost always wrong. If anyone ever listens to this and goes, hmm, Rob's talking shit again, you're probably right. <laughs> These guys have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, let's see. Uh, Legend of Zelda, Avengers Endgame. Oh, it was way before this. Oh, stuff. speaking of, there was a, um, uh, like, um, fuck. What's it called? Zelda Breath of the Wild game coming out by Ubisoft. Wait, which one? Mo- like Gods and Monsters or something. Oh, what was that about? Uh, it, it just looks like it's made by the people who made Odyssey, like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. But they're making like a kind of alternative to the Zelda franchise. Oh, sweet. Where gods call on a character to go fight their fights for them. Why aren't there more Zelda clones out there? I don't know. It's weird. And I think that that's probably what the question that was asked yeah. at the time when they started making this. Uh, yeah. But it looks... I mean, well, we they haven't buy sh- Nintendo, so why don't we just make our own Zelda? Right. And somebody's and like, yeah, we should just make our own Zelda. Why I mean, don't we? They're kind yeah. of already on that path with Assassin's Creed anyway. Well, in a fucked way, yeah, sure, I but, suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not saying Link is an assassin. He's killed things, okay? I mean, you just make the hood hat a little bit further down. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, the uh, <laughs> the game, I mean, they haven't shown enough of it for me to really say, oh, this looks good. Other than aesthetically, it looks neat i'm interested yeah. to see where it goes they I'm should sure throw a green tunic on a character just to spite nintendo i'm sure just there will probably be a cosmetic item okay uh that makes you ubisoft look like would do that they would they, they take the I lower mean, out sometimes it, it's it's an easter egg it doesn't actually harm zelda in any way i'm sure that they will do it at some point it, it'd be nothing but homage like everybody oh, knows 100%. everybody knows uh so it is episode 27 Damn. I'm not even kidding. I have, dude, I have no idea how I pulled that out of my ass. I'm not even kidding. We did Resident Evil 2 Remake, I believe it was a preview at that point, and Black Mirror Bandersnatch for that episode. So that was episode 27. If you want to go back and listen to it, that's when it was. All right. It was a while ago, man. We also talked about Star Wars 9, like we did for every week for a while. Man, news really dropped off after uh, Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. On Mandalorian Episode 9, it just completely disappeared. Like, I've never seen... Like Star any, Wars stuff, any lack of Star Wars like that, it was absolutely nuts. Uh, well, I mean, aside from the uh, Jedi thing, which is the Fallen Order, yeah, whatever, cool. Uh, which that game actually looks pretty neat. It does now that they showed really some good. of the gameplay from it, it looks like a combination of uh, um, Academy and uh, Force Unleashed. Yep, that's yeah, really what it looks here. like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nice and violent. That's uh, what we like. Yeah, and um, Jedi Power Trip. Sure. And I think that that'll be good. I think it lays the groundwork for what we want mm-hmm. in a Star Wars game. Mm-hmm. So whether or not it's going to deliver on the full Star Wars experience, I don't know. I just hope it sells. Because after all the bitching, like if they make this game and then release it and it gets shit reviews and nobody buys it, there's going to be like, see, told you so. And then they're right. going to make another one again. Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of Star Wars fans need to seriously consider taking the game. I realize that it's still an EA product. Right. Unfortunately, you're going to have to just make do right. with that. You got it. Um, 
and I'm not a fan of that either. I will be the first to be like, wow, you know, I really wish that somebody who was not a EA had this. But at the same time, it is what it is. And if you want good Star Wars content, you need to buy good Star Wars content. Yep. Show them with your money what you want. You got it. You got it. That's it. Yep. Yep. And then and then don't have mass online campaigns to completely bash a thing before you've played it or watched it. Right. So, yes. Because, I mean, we learned that lesson with Solo. A lot of people went out of their way to bash yes. Solo before yes, they, they actually saw it. Yes, they did. And that was unfortunate. I mean, Solo is not the end-all, be-all of good movies or anything like that. I'm not trying to say that. But it was not bad. I actually quite liked Dude, it. I'd say it's better than Episode 7 and 8. <laughs> like, not, not quite as good as Rogue One. but I would say it definitely eight. beats 8. 7 was what it was. 7, mm-hmm. you, you just have to look at 7 and be like, okay, this is a return to normal. So yeah. That's all it was. 7, 8, 9. I mean, we haven't seen 9 yet, so hold out hope, but I'm not too hopeful at this point. It, it's unfortunate because they claim it's a Skywalker saga, but is it really? Yeah. I don't know. It should have probably been their own movies. Well, yeah, because Ray Skywalker is in it. Come on. Well, that's the problem, right? <laughs> it's not. And if Ray was a Skywalker, then to be honest, I think that that would that would endear her to the fans. Yeah, more. yeah, yeah. Um, we can assume it's Finn. I mean, hey, you know, it, it's always one hundred percent possible that in Episode Nine they they say whose Ray's parents mm-hmm. are, and uh, is it possible that she is a Skywalker? Maybe. Uh, maybe she's a Kenobi. I don't know. Look, I don't but, even care how it turns out as long as I get more Kylo Ren nipples. So that's all that matters to me. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> I don't have a response to that. So. <laughs> you enjoyed it that much. You're like, I don't disagree with that statement. He's oh, making, I get his, it. He's I making get it. his mask again. I like how his voice sounds through the mask. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I will say that. Yeah, yeah. I like how he's adept at welding, too. He's like welding his mask together. Yeah. Where do you pick that skill up in Star Wars Universe? In, like, the shipyard? On the hall in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have actual answers for your questions, so really? be, you, be you aware. Think they train them on the holonet? I think that you could probably, just like the internet, find anything on the holonet. Yeah, that's probably true, yeah. The holonet is not just, it's like the internet, but intergalactic. Yeah, like holographic, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Fully present. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Imagine what a labo else? porn on that. It'd be so sweet. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> wait, once per episode, buddy. <laughs> that's, that's, we're, on a, we're on a kick here. That's how it's going. Uh, so I figure we can do playing and watching. Uh, you mentioned you've been listening to a good podcast. I've also been listening to a good podcast. I drive a lot. Yeah. So I listen to a lot of podcasts. One of them I've been listening to lately that I quite like, actually for some time now, <laughs> not even lately, is uh, Last Podcast on the Left. Yeah. Um, so it comes from um, uh, Henry Zabrowski, who's an actor. He was in Wolf of Wall Street. He was like a shorter, red-haired guy with a beard. Yeah. Uh, and also Ben uh, Ben Kissel. And also Marcus Parks, who I don't, I don't know if they do any like real acting or anything. There's comedians. Shrugged. But uh, it's a really smart show. I think it started. It probably started off many years ago. It was like a murder, like a murder cast. Okay. And uh, talking about like serial killers and stuff like that. And has since gotten into like everything paranormal. Yeah. So they'll typically take uh, like one topic and really break it down, make it like infotainment. Where you're learning a little bit as you go along, and right. you're getting all the facts about it, or at least the facts according to the research they're able to muster. But uh, they take on some pretty complex topics. I think, uh, interestingly, they had recently done, or maybe it was like late last year. I don't remember when it was, but they did a three part series on like Joseph Mengele, uh, okay. who was like the the Doctor of Death for the Nazis at, at the Auschwitz yeah, right. uh, prison camp. 
And uh, I think, honestly, given the fact that this ultimately is a comedy podcast that they do, I think that they handle that topic with, like, such grace, <laughs> considering yeah. how brutal it was. Grace uh, I was just very, very impressed by it yeah. in, in a way that I haven't been impressed in, in media uh, entertainment for, for a long, long time. So that's, that's one I listen to religiously now. Uh, I highly recommend it. And uh, it's very, very good. So that's last podcast on the left. That's also one of the biggest podcasts out there, I think. Yeah. So it's who we, who we aspire, who I aspire to be like anyway. Uh, so it's interesting to kind of uh, discuss these. Now, you said you've been listening to one, though, too. Yeah. Recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one? Uh, Getting Curious, which is hilarious because it has nothing to do with anything that we do. Yeah. Which I think is actually probably why, part of the reason why I listen to it yeah. is because, and I don't listen to it religiously i should probably say getting getting curious yeah you're gonna laugh when you look it up it's uh hosted by jonathan van ness who's uh one of the cast in queer eye the new netflix is seasons. he he, do, he is does he? the ha- uh, hair that's who i thought it was yeah that's i didn't know that yeah he has he, his own podcast yeah he's really energetic right so it's it's actually very entertaining but he covers a lot of topics so the whole thing is like He's like, oh, I don't know how this works or what, how to approach this topic. So he will invite on experts and talk with them about cool. it for like 30 minutes. Yeah, I'll check that out this week. Yeah, it's that's cool. Me. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, he's like the best character on the Queer Eye 2 on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Have he's, you been watching that show? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Amanda and I were watching it. So it's, uh, I like, I like this one because they're, I don't know if it's Netflix has allowed them to do this creatively, but they're a lot more personal. With, with the people they sort of take on in this one. Yes. And uh, yeah, it's a, each, each episode is like its own little journey, right? So I've been watching yeah. it in between because uh, I watch it like a lot of reality smut. Mm-hmm. So it's hilarious uh, the way you put it that way. Well, it is. It's smut, right? Yeah. Like all of it. Like I watch fucking, what is it? Like um, not Survivor. Amanda watched that though too. Like Big Brother shows. I watch both yeah. of those. Oh man, those are so manipulated. Oh, I love it. I love it. And uh, <laughs> uh, they, get, they basically just take raw footage and then make... Yes, a show out of it, like but they, but they where also, a story doesn't exist. They it's also brilliant. manipulate the shit out of that footage, right? Yes, absolutely. Like, uh, one thing I love this because when I was studying it, I was studying in film, right? Yeah. Uh, we watched some episodes of Survivor, and it was hilarious because when they, the com- competitors are playing the various games to win, like yeah, immunities or whatever, right? Um, it was always hilarious because they're like, "Oh, it's so close," but if you look yeah. at certain shots, you see the other team like way the fuck back there, and you're like, "Yeah." Uh, it's because they're taking really? the shots and swapping yeah, them. They're and swapping, yeah, yeah, they're swapping and they're cutting and they're intermingling the no, cuts no, there's and There's always yeah. a team who's like really far out ahead in these things, but yeah. they have to cut it to be like, okay, well, clearly we have to make this like Down to the because wire. we spent a lot of money on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, uh, that kind of TV exists. People enjoy it. Hey, all the more power to you. And then uh, what was the other one I watched? What was the one? Sex Island? What was it? Sexy I didn't Paradise, see that. Paradise Hotel? I don't know. It's the, one, it's the one where couples show up and then like they have to like... Like, there's a hotel for the guys and a hotel for the girls, and then they get in a bunch of guys and girls into each hotel that aren't their significant others, and they have to see if they're going to stay faithful to their significant other with all these temptations. Temptation Island. Temptation. Yes, Temptation Island is what it's called, I'm sure. (laughs) And uh, I watched that one. That sounds Um, like fantastic bullshit it was fucking sweet man it was so good these people Why are we t- okay let's, oh my God. let's literally like the second night dudes are like starting to like get in with these girls these this course. new group of girls of so and then there was uh there was like a muscular man on there who looked like a muscly harry potter he didn't do too well but it was interesting to see That's a guy like him on funny. there because they try to find like different guys 
yeah, every yeah. Walk stereotypes, of life. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so stereotypical. Every guy from every yeah. background, ethnicity, everything, right? So, and uh, and then they just sort of whittle whittle down the contestants yeah. until they have the people just they that they like the most. And then, uh, man, what other what other smut? Oh, ninety day fiance. There's like three. Dude, there's like three of those shows on now. There's so much. Stop. You, can, you can literally watch this show for like eight hours a week at this point. I'm serious. There's so much of it. I won't because I've already seen a lot of it, but these people are absolutely nuts. So I figured if, like, I was thinking about what if they did 90 Day Fiance for me when I came to Canada, and I realized it would have been the most boring show. Yeah. Because I'm not an absolute fucking psychopath like some of these yeah. people on here. So like I don't I don't know how they do it, man. It's crazy. Yeah, you're too well balanced. Sorry. Yeah. Well, like I, I have like goals in my life and yeah. I'm pursuing those goals at the same time as doing these other things. So yeah. it's but some of these people, they're just like, No, I'm gonna quit my job and leave my kids and dump my family and, and spend all my money and do everything just to go and be with this one girl in like the Amazon. <laughs> and yeah. it's just so bizarre. Like, what are you doing? Like why would this have to be a thing? Especially yeah. if you're in the States. Like, I'm from the States. There's a lot of people there. And among those people, there's a lot of women. And among those women, there's a lot of single ones who might actually date you. So, like, I just don't understand how, like, you know, you have to go so far away just to find a girlfriend. It's so bizarre. Yeah. But uh, they do. And uh, now they're doing the reverse of this show. God, where they stop send someone overseas. Please stop talking And I'm like, this. oh, buddy, you send Americans anywhere, it's going to be a good fucking time. It's going to oh, be a great man. time. So that's what's going on, man. That's what's going Jesus. on. That's what I've been playing and watching. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck. How do I even follow that? Reality smut? I know it's hard. I'm, I don't know if I can. I'm not going to. Mm. Um, the uh, what, what else have I been playing, though? I've been playing something recently. I'm sure I've been playing a game. That's happened at some point. Yeah, I was playing uh, Battle Brothers, actually. Okay. Uh, not new. Not really. They've had two DLCs come out. So What's that about? Um, uh, you build a mercenary company. Okay, I like it, it so plays, far. It plays kind of like a combination. Uh, I've been using, like, it's like a tactical game, right? So think like XCOM, not even close to as graphically intense. It's more like isometric pixelation. Yeah. But uh, there's, like, an overworld, and then there's a battle map. In the overworld, you're trying to manage your company, hire guys that don't die immediately, equip mm-hmm. them with equipment, get them to survive battles. That's cool. Battles yeah. are... N- every Everything about the game is uh, procedurally generated. Battles are not fair the majority of the time. Okay. So you have to really pick your fights. Yeah. And it's Is also that because got- NPCs will pop up? Where they have like the best cover or something, or strategically, well, like um, that they can have a happen. Chance. I mean, that happens. Yeah. Uh, but the big thing is, is that when you're starting out, is not necessarily an easy area. Okay. Depends on how you play. Okay. Um, I mean, you can take it easy. You can be cautious, and that will definitely give you more longevity to your game. But there's actually a whole thing in the game where, uh, which, by the way, this is not just old world medieval it is set like that mm. but there are fantasy elements there are green skins there are undead things like okay, that dire cool. wolves cool i've died to dire wolves twice now okay <laughs> um and and i play the game in iron man mode so there's no saving okay right and which you that's an option it's not necessary but it's how i play but there's also these end game events that will happen and they will be Anything from like a horde of green skins coming to the land, destroying villages, and if you have a certain mode enabled, those villages never come back. Okay. So it's very possible for your game file to eventually be unplayable. Okay. <laughs> but 
but uh it get, it's just, it's a fun game it's it's really neat definitely take a look at it yeah um <sighs> it sounds like the pieces of this game they put together we're just like, let's design a game that's like right up Rob's alley. Well, <laughs> it, you know what it's like actually. It's, it's just like it's like, like it doesn't sound like the, great, the greatest game of all time, but it's like so up your alley. Yeah, it's like it, it's kind of like uh, Mountain Blade Warband, the tactics version. Okay, that's yeah. probably the best way of looking at I it. And you. then throw in some uh, fantasy elements. Sure, sure. And there you go. Well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a massive genre right now too. I'm trying to think, what else? There's something else I've been playing. I can never remember things. Yeah, I have no memory. There's a lot of games coming up that we can talk about though too. Uh crap what's it called something conquerors something it's a it's an mmo that's come out cool um what was the title conquerors blade conquerors blade yeah okay gotcha um so conquerors blade um mmo take dynasty warriors and give your character the control uh over a squad of troops that you also kind of level up and train and stuff like that. And that's kind of what you have. <laughs> okay. But it's an MMO. Yeah. So everybody has their own squad. Yes. Okay. Do you have home bases? You have to invade? That kind um, of thing? A lot of the PvP matches are centered around like area control stuff. And okay. if you have certain areas, you can do resupply. Territory out. for resources and things like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> less so in, in the matchmaking mode. Uh, there's another mode in it called Siege that looks like it's like big games of like tons and tons of people that's what i was gonna ask are there any modes that it sounds like the kind of game where there would be a mode that continue on without you when you're not there does it have Um, anything like that there's an overworld um now the in the open world area i have not played enough to speak to it okay uh it looks like it's pretty interesting there are resources on the map Mm -hmm. maybe people play for them maybe they don't i don't know um the i'm I'm in the process of leveling up right now and i'm I'm not very far i'm like level 14 or something so I cannot speak to the game uh, other than to say that my initial view of the game has been very fun because it plays like Dynasty Warriors meets, I guess you could say Mountain Blade. Sweet. Um, very similar in some aspects. Yeah. But there's uh, like a leveling system and the unit rosters kind of appear like how you would look at like a world of tanks or something like that or a war thunder game okay where you've got like tiers of units and you level them up to those tiers okay. and stuff like that okay cool um and that's kind of neat it, it's a fun game i play yeah. it with a with a friend he's really into it okay um and i think that's really kind of what it is sounds like a game that could be like your main your main squeeze if you're that into the genre maybe maybe i don't know it it is fun as like a i'm gonna sit down and screw around game yeah but does it have the longevity of most core MMOs? I don't think so. I just think like games like that almost sound like if my main thing right now is like StarCraft or right. something like that, maybe this would be the next thing up. Or even like Warhammer, like the Warhammer 40K games, because they're sort of basic, you know, sort of strategic kind of, you know, battle games. Maybe this is the next thing to get you into MMOs uh, would be something like this. Maybe. Good bridge. I don't know, though. I don't know if it is. Like, yeah. My... my it's you know what it feels like actually, it feels like the middle ground between like those World of Tanks and War Thunder games, and a cl- traditional MMO. It's oh. stuck between both worlds. Okay, um, and I think it has a lot of potential. Uh, I haven't seen everything yet, like I've said. So, post this as a mm-hmm. potential shrug. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's got it. It plays in a unique space, so yeah. I will give it that. Cool. Let's put it that way. 
Cool. It's fun. And it it's called fun. Conquest Blades? Conqueror's Blades. Conqueror's Blades. Blade. Conqueror's Blade. Conqueror's Blade. Maybe. Probably. I looked Go it check up. it out. Yeah. <laughs> so there you have it. All right. Well, I guess we'll get into uh, some gaming news, and then we'll get into E3 news as well after that uh, very, very shortly here. All right. Well, we'll just get into the news space a little bit here. Uh, a little bit of movie news to go beforehand, or I guess movie-related news. Um, one, the Tom Holland Uncharted movie is a go. So I don't believe this is being produced by the Sony Worldwide Studios or whatever they called that, that Sony just founded. I think this is actually a studio film that they're producing. So like they're actually just making Uncharted. Yeah. But movies. Drake's Fortune, I think they're going with the initial title of the first game. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, so- we could- probably hand in hand it'll essentially be just indiana jones slash tomb raider yeah yeah he'll be like i'm going to find a treasure because he's tom holland right yeah yeah it's gonna be so good tom holland seems like an odd pick for that character like i get that they're going for like a young drake yeah nathan drake this is very very young yeah so or at least he could portray a very very young character i don't know maybe maybe he'll put on 25 pounds of muscle and we'll see i don't know don't get me wrong. I've been so wrong in the past about yeah. actors playing certain roles. But well, not he... for video game-based movies. I don't think you've been wrong. <laughs> uh, anyway, Tom Holland is a very lovable actor. Yeah. He's kind of got that same kind of feel that you used to get with, like, Tom Hanks. You're like, yeah, oh, he yeah. feels like he's on my side. Yeah. Or, like, Chris Pratt. I don't know as much with Chris Pratt. What? I think that he's, he's a bit more... He's like the perfect everyman. No, nah, I don't think so. They could basically use him to start every major franchise, and the franchise would be fine. I don't agree. What are you talking about? I like the guy. Don't get me wrong. I dude, like, dude, like literally the biggest movies of all time. He's in them. All of them. Yeah, but that <laughs> does not necessarily make for the best main character. He comes, no, you're right. He comes off differently. He, Tom Holland he, is- He l- kind of plays the same guy Yeah. in most of those, but he's very good at doing that. Huh? So he plays Chris Pratt, and I quite like Chris Pratt. So That's fair, and I, I don't. Am. I'm not going to- argue that i'm just thinking that there are there are there are actors that make you feel like they are your friend and then there are actors that are just cool yeah okay i can see that yeah i can see that let's see so the next bit of news this is this is kind of out there and i have to look up the actual details in this so i don't get the name wrong uh, then as you're doing that i almost forgot uh e3 just announced uh division two or the division movie uh, oh, that just happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late-breaking news! So, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's um, big news, man. I don't remember the actors. Ah, no, no, my brain's failing. Uh, I think Gyllenhaal's one of them. Uh, oh, nice. There's a female lead, too, I believe. Oh, I feel terrible. I cannot remember who. Whoop. That's going to be a Google search. So, Google it, and then we'll talk about it. So, Robert Downey Jr. officially plans to save the world using technology, a.k.a. Tony Stark. Have you heard about this? No. So in 2020, or rather by April 2020, what he's starting is called the Footprint Coalition, which allegedly is an organization that will use robots and advanced technology to battle climate change. So his official quote says, between robotics and nanotechnology, we could clean up the planet significantly, if not totally, in 10 years. Is it? The press conference for this. Hold on a second. And I'm speaking from an area of no expertise, but wasn't nanotechnology effectively kind of pushed to the side because of its bottlenecking qualities uh when 3d printing kind of came along i don't even know what he's talking about oh okay like is he talking about like the tiny robots that are supposed to live in us and create a gray goo future scenario because that's not good 
Okay, Grey that's, Goo. That's first the future off, that wipes out Grey Goo, humanity. Terrible fucking choice of like alternative history kind of things. But but look, it's it's but that's kind of like nanotechnology. Like I can't Nano, imagine nanotech is 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 not as as bad as it is as you think it is. Sorry, I'm tiny self replicating robots to turn everything into Grey Goo. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> god damn it. Um, by the way, uh, really quick for the division, it's uh, it's Gyllenhaal and uh, Jessica Chastain. Oh, and nice! It's, it's a Netflix movie. Okay, well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Could go either way. I think it'll be fingers good. crossed. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. So, basically, this this is a real thing. Um, <laughs> he has dubbed himself a one man carbon footprint nightmare colossus. Um, he didn't talk about which sort of route he's going to take with this. I don't know if it's like something that his organization is going to do themselves, or if there's AI that's going to do it for us. Um, I don't think I was there yet. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and then uh, he did he did hashtag his tweets that night. Uh, Team Stark. <laughs> so that's I think funny. Robert Downey Jr. might actually think he's Tony Stark now. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> that's not such a bad thing. Though. It's not at all. It's actually pretty fucking sweet. I mean, uh, it, it's clearly life imitating art to some extent, right? That, yeah. that this is happening. But I think he realized that. What he's talking about, well, maybe it's not feasible to clean up the earth in 10 years. Doing something is feasible, right? And, right. I, and I think that's what he's really latched onto here. With the amount of money he has and the resources he has and the people he knows, he could probably do some real good. And, and to be honest, the whole stark parallel that he's doing is just to get the fans on board. And it's not a bad call trying to get people to clean up a planet. Right. Using your, your fame to do that has been done in the past. And uh, it's noble. Yeah, it's noble intention at right. least. Now, whether or not if it plays out into the great goo scenario, yeah. I mean, there's not a higher paid actor out there. There's not. There's not. Really? No, man. He, dude, he was making like fifty million a film, like toward the end there with uh. his uh, Marvel run. I, I'm pretty sure he also got like ten million dollars just for appearing for a minor role in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude, this guy's freaking banking like just absurd amounts, and I'm sure, mm-hmm. I'm sure he also gets like part of the merchandising and stuff like that as well. Uh, he's a very, very smart guy, so. Presumably, he's making a lot more money than we know about. Well, I mean, once you've got enough money, you can start using that money to make more money. So, not yeah, hard to do. It's true. Um, the that that's interesting. Yeah, it'll be it'll interesting be to, to see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see you in April next year. So I'm all about it. Let's clean up the earth. It's a cool thing. And that's basically it for the sort of side movie news. Now there is some gaming news that came out right before E3 actually kicked in. Figure we could co- cover some of that. Some interesting things. First off, there was a Pokemon Direct on June 5th. So this predated E3. There's also going to be a main Nintendo E3 uh, Direct as well, which I'll name the time of by the end of this episode. I just have to look up the the times and stuff saved in in my phone. However, for the Pokemon Direct details, they they revealed a couple things. First off, they revealed uh, the legendaries. So yeah. they're going to come into it, which there's one dog-looking creature that has a big giant shield around its face, yeah. and there's another dog creature that's carrying a sword. Yeah. Not dissimilar from Amaterasu from the Okami series, which is See, kind of funny. They look very similar to the uh, um, creature, uh, one of the dogs that already exists in Pokemon, not Crystal. Yeah, what I think it is. It? Isn't no, it? No, it wasn't Crystal like Lugia. I know the dog you're talking about. Yeah. No, Lugia was silver. Yeah, I think it was Crystal. Yeah. But anyway, right. move on. Yeah, you're right. Actually, it looks just like that dog, just with a sword in his mouth. Yeah. And then uh, somebody or also mentioned face. somebody also mentioned a dog from one of the hero shooters or battle royale games. I mean, all dog slash wolf 
uh, analogs are going to look relatively But specifically same. carrying swords. Oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> okay, well, if that's the case, then what was it? Uh, was it Tenchu had the dog with the, like, uh, Tanto in its mouth? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think you're and right. it would jump and cut you? Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. A Japanese man. Like, this is out of control. Is that a- Anyway, it looks interesting. I-, I did end up reserving Pokemon Sword, so I'll be getting that I'm version of shield, it. So. And then uh, they also revealed Dynamax Pokemon Battles. So this basically amounts to... Uh, I don't know if you saw the the original map of the game, and there was a lot of questions about the gyms, the quote, I'm doing quote symbols here, the quote right. gyms in the game. Because what the map shows is on the gyms, there's actually giant stadiums for right. each gym, right? And people were saying, oh, well, are the gyms just stadiums now? Or, like, what's going on? But the reason why they're stadiums was revealed, because now they're doing Dynamax battles, which is a power you're able to use, I think, three times per day in the game. But it allows your Pokemon to grow to a massive size, so similar to how last time you had the Z crystals in Pokemon Moon, Sun and Moon. Yeah, it's like for Sun, the mega transformation. Right, that was for the mega yeah. transformation. So Dynamax transformation means your Pokemon is going to become a huge, like to fill like a third of a stadium. Yeah, they're like a kaiju size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're battling, and the moves are bigger to show for that too. So a lot more particle effects, a lot bigger explosions, things like that happening. Looks interesting. It seems like a weird choice. It is to me. That seems very odd. Like, why? It is what, so strange. What is the point that that serves? But then I thought, like, well, what if every Pokemon was the size of a kaiju or, like, Godzilla, and they were battling, and then that felt distinctly Japanese to me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm probably into it. So, realistically, no, I, how many gyms are there in the game? I'm not complaining. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't misunderstand that. I'm just confused. Because it's it seems like an odd choice. Like, why? I would have thought they would have elaborated more on Z-Crystals. But why, the Z crystals in the first place, I was like, why? Hmm. Didn't make sense to me. Like, it, it, it's just like, hey, like a, we made them big. You right. like a black and blue Charizard. Eh. <laughs> I mean, like, eh. I, okay, fine. But at the same time, eh. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Uh, I couldn't say. But the one thing that I will note, though, is that while these giant stadiums are now going to be the new gyms, other gyms in the past were not necessarily small either. There were a lot of gyms That's that true. were quite large. I mean, even think back to Cerulean Gym, right, was where the they had huge uh, water shows yeah. that they put on and oh, stuff yeah. like that. So, I mean, there are gyms out there that were big. Yeah. But... So that's kind of what they showed. That's it. Uh, So those are the two new big announcements coming out of their Pokemon Direct. Uh, There are a lot of other details, I think, about the game regarding the world it takes place in. And kind of, uh, they showcased open world environments. Some people mentioned, wow, some of the environments look a little bit like Breath of the Wild. So I don't know if it's because they run on the same game engine or what. uh, But they don't look dissimilar like what they were showing. Oh, that's funny. I didn't know they were ran on the same engine. Well, I don't know. They may or may not, but I would suspect they do. I would oh, suspect they okay. do. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll wait and see. Yeah, because whatever engine that was for Breath of the Wild runs beautifully at on the, the Switch. Of, at the end of the day, it's 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 a Pokemon game. It'll yeah. be good. It's a mainline Pokemon game. You're going to like it, okay? You're just going to dig it. All right. Next bit of news we have coming from before E3 that I thought we should mention. Hideo Kojima. Right. Maker of Final Fantasy. Was once a part of, was it Namco? No, Konami. And then he spun out now into Kojima Productions. I mean, he he was the mainliner for Metal Gear Solid. That's right. That's right. He did Final Fantasy? Uh, He did not do any Final Fantasy. Right. Nope. He only did Metal Gear. Yeah. And that's actually it. (laughs) 
Right. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then now, now he's kind of doing his own thing. But as, like, as, as, as a part of his own thing, he's coming up with, uh, so similar to how he basically made a new genre of game with Metal Gear Solid, right, in terms of uh, tactical uh, espionage yeah. action, right, is, is what he did with that. Now he's created a new kind of game. Mm-hmm. So I'd like you to try and wrap your mind around this. So Death Stranding is the new game that we're talking about here. Uh, it's Which I think the- most people know about by now. It's been only been in development for like 700 years, uh, so pretty much everyone would know about it at this point. Uh, it's jumped from system to system. Right now, it looks like it may be a PS4 game, but likely it's going to be a PS5 game. So at this point, with how slow the development's going. Yeah, but PS5's coming just down the road. Yeah, it's probably next year. And if, uh, whatever. Yeah, Microsoft announced their next system is next fall. Probably PS5 will be next fall, too. I'm, I will be more surprised if uh, Kojima doesn't jump to Stadia. Oh, that's true. Well, yeah. it is, but this is a Sony-produced title. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to... Oh, well, Sony-produced. Yeah, I, th- I think I think Sony's... I this is one of their proprietary titles. Got so it, it is going to be a Sony-only title. If, if At least at first, it's going to be a Sony-only title. However... Unless, unless they have a, a deal with Stadia, we don't know about yet. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Ubisoft, which was announced. Oh, today. we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. So this is interesting for a couple reasons. One, because he's come out with a new kind of game that says he calls it a social strand system or simply strand game, which you could interpret that any way you want because he didn't really elaborate on that. But presumably characters in the game have sort of strands or something connected to one another that influences the story or the gameplay or the action. I don't know. He says it's not a stealth game, but the previews for it certainly seem to show a lot of stealth happening on the screen. So yeah. other than that, you are a basically version of Norman Reedus in the game and you carry around a baby in a bottle on your chest and like an actual human baby yeah. that talks, right? <laughs> which is pretty disturbing. And then uh, and I guess the bad guy in the game is being played by uh, Mads Mikkelsen, which is oh. cool because he's a good actor. Yeah. 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 yeah Mads played somebody else recently, too. I'm trying to remember who. He was Cassilius in uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. That was good. Was it Mads who played, or was it his? Was it his brother that played Thrawn? Dude, he'd be fucking sweet as Thrawn. But he was actually already in the Star Wars universe. He played um, what's her face's dad in Rogue One. Right. That'd be so sweet though if he was Thrawn. He would be the perfect Thrawn. I think it's actually his. I think it's actually his brother. Yeah, what a great actor. Lars Mikkelsen. Yeah, Lars Mikkelsen plays Thrawn. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I did not know he had a brother. He, also, he plays um if uh you don't know him from anywhere else, he plays the he plays essentially Putin for, in the House of Cards. That's so cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't even know he had a brother, let alone one who was in acting. Yeah. I'm a fan of Mads Mikkelsen. I'm just gonna say it right here. I've never seen anything with the guy in it, and I was like, Oh, he did a terrible job. He always does an amazing job. Yeah. It's just he's kind of a weird guy, so he doesn't get like a lot of mainstream roles. I think. Yeah, Lars also a bit weird, but is he? But cool. Yeah. yeah. What are they? Are they like Swedish or like Norwegian? No, I, like... I, I, I want to say they're Russian, but I don't think they are. They're out there though, so he's gonna look it up and find out for us. Oh, anyway, based on his own description of it, I still don't fully understand what Death Danish. Stranding is. Oh, Danish. Okay, yeah, I could see that. So I still don't fully understand what what Death Stranding is or what it's trying to be. Uh, Kojima is definitely not helping people understand by, by being very uh, mysterious about the whole situation. But mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully to his credit, it comes together in the end because uh, it's a whole new thing. And Sony's banked a lot of money on it. So, yeah, yeah we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Cool. So that's it for pre-E3 news that I have. 
Now it's E3 news. Now it's E3 news. And then what we're going to get into right off the bat, we were already talking Stadia, so we can kind of mention that. Some big news coming out around Stadia today. Rob just informed me, and uh, and I was quite pleased to learn yeah. this. Okay, so obviously this announcement just came through, so there's wild speculation everywhere. But having watched the presentation, they said specifically that Ubisoft has a partnership. Yeah. That word specifically with stadia now i'm assuming that they mean actual legitimate partnership as opposed to just like hey we kind of work together (laughs) yeah um so if that's true that would be very very cool in the sense that we'll see a lot of ubisoft stuff flow through the stadia platform yeah which i think was kind of obvious given that stadia used assassin's creed as their kind of launch that's true yeah that's true to show what they could do uh some interesting bit though of speculation was they mentioned how their new service ubisoft service before we dive right into stadia will actually be done also through stadia okay or i'm not sure if it's you have a stadia membership and then you get the benefits of the ubisoft plus yeah we're not sure yet could go either way yeah so ubisoft plus membership also sounds really neat so that Mm. everyone everyone's going on these this new kind of fad of we're going to charge you monthly but you get a netflix our games yeah and and that's kind of cool uh i mean origin jumped on that bandwagon pretty early mm-hmm. on uh with their whole thing where you could pay for like a year or for right. monthly right um or annual slash monthly and then there was uh playstation does a similar thing with Play- ps now mm-hmm. um now we have ubisoft jumping on that bandwagon and there was one or two other companies it's a risky that move it too. too it's a risky move i don't agree because here's the thing if you're paying fourteen dollars a month, right? Okay. You're going to get uh, the newest game titles coming out. Okay. So for a lot of people who don't have jobs or lives or lives or whatever, those people will do one of two things: one, they'll subscribe for a month, play whatever the fuck they want, then fuck off. Yeah. More likely, they will have mommy and daddy's credit card, and they will put it on that credit card and it'll be a it'll just recur recur. yeah okay so from a game developer uh, perspective or as a producer perspective what you're getting out of that is you're getting your money's worth over the course of like what four or five months yeah okay but within those they sign up for one game right but within those after that you're gonna have a couple of dead months where nothing's been Mm -hmm. out but people will have access to all that content, so they'll be happy. Yeah, and for something like Ubisoft, we should mention just how robust Ubisoft actually is. They have Assassin's Creed, they have Far Cry, they have The Division, Rainbow they Six, have yeah. Rainbow Six, Ghost oh, Recon. Yeah. Uh, man, you're just saying a bunch of Rainbow Six stuff now. <laughs> Am I? Yeah, it's all under the same banner. Yeah, it's but all yeah, all of those franchises games. all belong to Ubisoft, right? Yeah. So everything Tom Clancy, like we were just saying, like it's crazy how much there actually is under that banner, uh, and probably a lot of stuff I'm not even thinking of. So, like, what's the new uh, Skull and Bones coming Skull out here? Skull and Bones coming out, yeah. Yep, so that's going to be the pirate MMO from them. I don't um, think I saw anything on the Ubisoft presentation about Skull and Bones. Mm. Yeah, that's the one thing I thought for sure would have been uh, showcased in this E3. Yeah. It wasn't, though. Yeah. And then there's another new franchise you missed mm. that they mentioned, the Ubisoft one, too, the Gods and Gods and Monsters? Gods and Monsters, they also, there was a some word on, uh, what's it, the new hacking game shit, what's it called? One and two have already come out. That hack? No. Breath of the Wild? No. Watch Dogs. Uh, Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs 3. 
I don't know where I went with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Supposedly Watch Dogs 3, you can play an old guy now. <laughs> what? You can play an old guy? You can play Old Snake? I hope so. Oh, that'd be so sweet. I don't know. I honestly didn't see anything about it. Uh, yeah. That was just somebody I mentioned. They're adding that. an old man mustache. As I walked back in here. You can get any mustache you want. Maybe. You can hack a mustache. Huh. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that, and I wish that you never told me about it. <laughs> but now I'm thinking about it, and yeah, it's probably a thing. Oh, dude, it's, it is kind of a joke at this point because, like, they like that was that one franchise that just they, they way overpromised and underdelivered yeah. on it. And then, the, and then the second Don't one. Don't get me wrong, fun game. I played it, but mm-hmm. they way overpromised on what it was. Yeah, they overpromised, underdelivered. Uh, second one was okay, wasn't bad. Yeah, I never um, played the second one. Yeah, it was more, like San Francisco it was more or something. the same, yeah. effectively, but it was just crisper and better delivered. Yeah, ish. Yeah. There was problems with it at launch, but that's that's Ubisoft. You got to look at it as like, hey, the first couple months are going to be trial, and then we're going to get the actual game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the think of a Rainbow Six Siege. For those of you who haven't did not play Siege at launch, Siege was so bad at launch. The matchmaking was yeah, horrible. But now it has like one of the most loyal oh, yeah. followings. Oh, yeah. for sure. It's don't get me wrong. I will pick up Siege mm. and play it with my friends mm. any day. Yeah, but it is. Uh, but they had to work hard for that. Yes. <laughs> They did, but they, so, but credit where credits due, they pulled through and they made a great game. Yeah, Ubisoft usually does. They're good like that. Yeah, they, uh, they, and, and for they the give games, things treatment for the games that do release that are pristine. And, and I think back to some of the older titles. I think back to maybe like Far Cry Three and Assassin's Creed Two and games like that. Man, when they really hit it, they hit it really well. Like those games are amazing for the time they came out. Well, in. they didn't have a way to go back and retroactively fix things very right. well back in the day. Right. Like, there was no, hey, we're going to send you a uh, patch file. Nope. Yeah. Didn't exist. So nowadays they can do that. Yeah. So yeah, Assassin's so, Creed 2 blew my goddamn mind back then. It was so good. 2 was really good, yeah. yeah. Like, 1 was okay, but it yeah. was it was a test. 1 two, felt half-baked. It felt yeah. like a demo. 2 was what 1 yeah. should have been, but obviously it wasn't. So good. So good. So that's what's going on with Ubisoft and Stadia. Stadia, obviously, uh, pricing detailed to come out. Uh, what is the service itself? Was it 10 it. US dollars? <laughs> you already got it? Yeah. What, what does it cost in Canada? Uh, is it 15 a month? Uh, roughly, yeah. Okay, so I think it's going to um, be 15 but, a month, yeah. Yeah, there was a Founders Edition that came out. So if you get that with it before launch, uh, you get a unique colored controller oh okay cool i got it because the way i looked at it i'm like either one this is gonna be great and i'm gonna be really happy with this purchase Mm -hmm. or two the grand scheme of things not a lot of money not a big investment but being a part of the podcast i wanted to be able to be on the front line and seeing awesome i'm all about that so yeah so rob is fighting the good fight for us in the front lines everybody yay wasting my money (laughs) no but like i mean the fine people of this podcast are fine to spend your money yeah the (laughs) The, what they promise is nothing short of revolutionary if they pull it off. Man. Are they going to pull it off? Eh, don't know. The thing is, Google has a lot of money behind they them. They have a fuck ton of money. And people are pointing they have out- so much money. People are pointing out a lot of flaws in how they think that city is going to work. But here's the thing. Google is such a massive company. Yeah. They have access to tech that we can't even think of yet. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I'm like, oh, it's a conspiracy. No, it's just that's the way the world works. And what does the new tech cost? $100 million? Okay, we have $100 million. No, it doesn't cost them anything. They make it. But I was just saying like they have <laughs> the money to throw at the thing to fix yes. the thing, right? Yeah. Like if they need to pay someone to make it. They have it. our massive R&D like, areas yeah. that have massive funding yeah. that make stuff that we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I mean, we're going to start to see this stuff. 
that's how every company works. People who design stuff on the on the cutting edge, yeah, you don't see it for a couple of years, not because they're not trying to even show it to you, but because especially nowadays there's so much fucking info out there. Yes, it's just it's it's a bottleneck. Yeah, yeah. So with Stadia, Google has the platform to be like, hey, in your face, here it is. I mean, you're gonna see Google ads. We already did when we when we sh- yeah, yeah we're yeah, just we, watching E3 videos. And we're watching those E3 Stadia videos. Ads. Yeah, and we saw Stadia ads. Man. Um, so yeah, I mean, Google like runs SEO. Like it's like their whole thing is yeah. like man. So it, it's gonna be neat to see how Stadia does. I don't think it will fail. If it does, that will be spectacular mm-hmm. news in the sense that like wow, did not see that coming. Yeah, a lot of people will be like, "Tools or so," but yeah. at the end of the day. Uh, if they are going to falter, somebody else will pick up and move. But I don't see Google. Fucking it's up. I, I I think it's going to be successful, and I think the writing's already on the wall. There's a lot of news out there right now talking about the future of GameStop, in particular in the states. Oh, uh, fuck, major yeah. driving force in physical media in the states for video games, and all the reports that are out there right now coming out from you know, Forbes and Bloomberg and wherever they're all talking about how the writing's on the wall for the company. They couldn't find a buyer last year, and then uh, it, it certainly doesn't seem like they have a plan for what to do. Uh, at this point, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with a specialized place like that. It only deals in video game and video game paraphernalia if they survive or what happens. Um, the thing is, that I think that they will survive, but they have to they have to downscale. Yeah, you're right. You're right, and they have to make more destination stores. Like in Canada, there's fewer EB Games, which are GameStops for all intents and purposes. There's fewer of them overall, but they're making them into like bigger destination stores called the EBX stores. Yeah, and they're quite a lot larger than the traditional well, that, store. That's the thing, right? The yeah. traditional stores feel like um, they are maybe a fourth of the size they need to be. Right. Because everything is so cluttered. You feel like you're moving through like a like a really cramped fucking right. like mall. Yeah. Everything is like too close. Yeah. You need more breathing room. The other tricky part too with GameStop, and, and before we move on here with E3 news, is that they just... Because this hasn't been in the news lately. Yeah. They're not in a real estate business. And if you have 4,500 locations, realistically, you need to be in a real estate business. You need to be seeking out at least permanent real estate that you own yes. in places like strip malls, right? And and standalone stores. And they never really got into that. Um, so basically, you, you, you exist in 4,500 different places that could be all terminated tomorrow. You know what I mean? In terms yeah. of buying out the, the lease agreements and things like that. And that, to me, is an interesting way to do business. So because that means that permanence, right? yeah, yeah, it just means to me that permanence was never uh, part of the plan, right? Yeah. And, and that's very interesting to me. And this is coming from somebody who used to work for them for a very long time yeah, in the yeah, states, and, 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 and I have quite a lot of affection for GameStop. Right. It's just it's tough to see that they're going through this pain right now. My understanding too is because I mentioned before, like man, they should really be in like the wireless game. My understanding is they tried to, they just couldn't make it work. So well, they, I don't know why they tried that. It was it's bizarre. I mean, I understand. Sorry, I understand why they tried it. They shouldn't have. No, I think they should. I think they should have done it though in, in the stores where they already have trust with the customer base. They what they tried to do is they tried to buy a third party dealership, and then run it through the third party dealership because they already had a wireless yeah. business in place. They should have done it in in a more uh, capacitative way in the stores that they already had. See, I think that like that's an interesting idea. I don't think it's going to be successful. Obviously, it wasn't. So hindsight, whatever. <laughs> but I mean, the reason why I would never do that is because you are catering to a market of people who inherently hate mobile devices. Yeah, you're right. You're right. There's like think there's, of anyone you, you're talking you're talking about the animosity that like the real gamer has toward like mobile gaming. Yes. Okay. And I mean and that's a very real thing to take into consideration. If you stick that in their stores, they are going to gut you over it. Yeah. And 
the fact that EB or or well, GameStop, as mm. the Americans mm. will know it, uh, the problem was that they didn't maybe think of that factor, and I honestly believe that that is a lot of the driving force as to why that did not take off. Yeah, you're right. anywhere else that you even pop pop up a random fucking name that means nothing. Yeah, and uh, like, yay, mobiles or something. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, like. Well, that's like my business in Canada. Yeah. That's exactly what we did. Yeah, it exactly. Just, it, was, it was just a smart, but it was successful business. Yeah, but it was successful. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now try selling that amidst a gaming specialized store. I could do it. I have no doubt that you could do it because you have a passion for both industries. Yeah. People who have a passion for phones yeah. do not have a passion for games per se. It's true. And there's crossover. There yeah. always is crossover. Yeah. But no. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, that's coming from somebody. Who's I, in the I envision industry. like a second counter in each store, and that counter was manned solely by like a different infrastructure, different manager, different district manager, and all they deal with is the wireless portion of the business. If they had, if they had more real estate on the floor of the shop, I would maybe, maybe go. Okay, I could see that. Yeah, you're right. You're but they right. don't. Yeah, too many of the stores are too small. Yeah, because think about that. Right, you think of like EB or GameStop during a. It's all just I think GameStop now. Isn't yeah. It? I keep calling EB as the old well, no, Canadian. EB's in, EB's in Canada still. So it is Canada still. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, the whole, shows you how much I go there, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, the big thing there is like a launch day comes along. Yeah. The new what? Call of Duty. Sure. Okay, there you go. <laughs> comes out. People are lined out outside. Who the fuck is going to go in there for a phone? Who's going to be able to help them? Nobody. Oh, unless no, it, no. Unless for something unless, like that. No, there wouldn't yeah. be. Yeah. But I mean that those days are frequent enough. Mm. Shrug. I could sell him a goddamn phone. Like I said, I know you can. <laughs> Somebody who has a passion for both. But yeah. you need to realize that majority of people are not me and you. Yeah. By the way, if you guys haven't checked it out yet, blip blop. <laughs> what? So this was a. This well, was, it was shown off at uh, E3. Blip blop. What is yeah. it? It's just like a tap game. You just tap and stop. You, Stop you, it. You He's literally just tapping get and getting points. That's all it is. Yeah, and then you upgrade your ways to get points. <laughs> <laughs> so so this is actually a, it's a promo. Tell me tell me they figured out a way to Oh, promo for what? It, uh, for another game coming out. Oh. Yeah. Tell me they found a way to make money off that though. Yeah, it's advertisement. Oh my god. For a game that's coming out. Rob, what are we doing? We are in the wrong fucking business. Dude, I'm a level We just need to make a right game now. where you tap on this Oh my god. Rob, we're in the wrong business. <laughs> We got to so do this and make a million so bucks. I, I just tap my screen a bunch and oh, I got all these Jesus. numbers, right? And there are all these blobs and I'm hitting the blips. Look, if thing. there's anybody out there who has like a real shit idea for so a shit mobile game that can make right a now. lot of money, but you just need funding, talk to Ronin Geek. Get a hold of us. Let us know your idea. Hey, there's a good. chance we will fund you. I got an upgrade. <laughs> So here, yeah, probably. So here's the thing, though, right? One level 100 prestige. Here's the thing. Oh I don't care about this game, but I need to get to level 100 because <laughs> I have the sneaking suspicion that something will be unlocked with the game that's attached probably. to this. Yeah. So that is why I'm doing it. So moving on with E3 news, those were the Stadia details. We were just kind of getting over there, then talking about the future of GameStop in light of Stadia. 
which who knows, man? Who knows what the future will bring? Um, new details regarding Destiny. So coming from Bungie. So Destiny, just before E3, probably should mention this, actually was announced that Destiny 2 is going to go free to play. It's really cool. Yeah. So big, big development for that game. Obviously, they're able to do this because they broke away from Activision. Bungie did. And uh, so it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Or wait, was it Activision? Yeah. Activision okay. Blizzard. Yeah, yeah, they broke away. Activision Blizzard. Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, so that's that's kind of an interesting development. I might actually get in on it for free. Yeah. Why not? Why not? I'll try it for free. Why not? I'm making a face right now. You can't see that because it's a podcast. But yeah. Yeah. It's like, why not? That's the face. Uh, that's all the news I have about that. <laughs> I would like I would shoot you down, but I'm I'm playing blip blop. So. He is playing blip blop. So what level are you now? Seventy. Oh my god, he's tearing through it, tearing through it. So what I did is I just took some of the biggest announcements from E3 that I kind of want to talk about here because guys, there's a just a, a shit ton of announcements coming out of E3 this yes, year. Yeah. Tons of new software, some of it being leaked beforehand, some of it being showcased for the first time at the show. I'm actually really excited about it because this year nobody really knew how it was going to go. I guess Microsoft sort of tentatively revealed that the release date of the next Xbox was going to be uh, next year. I don't think they called it next box, though. What do they call it? I don't know. I don't think they called it anything. I'll be honest with you. I have actions. I have only seen stuff from today. Yeah, presumably really. it'll be called the Xbox 2. I said it's probably going to be called the next box. That's my patented name. I came, up, I came up with it a few episodes ago on this show, so Microsoft will pay me for that name. Oh, uh, did you see the video I told you to watch, the panel I told you to watch? It was on no, this, not yet. It was on last night. What Devol- was it? Devolver Digital. No, I didn't get to see it. No, you know what I did watch last night? Speaking of E3, I watched a good portion of the uh, Bethesda. Okay, how was that? I heard it was the we apologize for Fallout seventy six. Basically, yeah, they're adding in NPCs to Fallout seventy six. They yeah. have their own stories, and it basically has operating like a Fallout game now. And then okay. it was a guy who was in the background just going, yeah, yeah, like that, like over. So and hype over man, and over. they had a oh, hype. Did they hire. A, they, did they hire hype man? They did hire hype man. I guarantee they hired this guy because if you go and watch the presentation, every time they mention like dragons in something Elder Scrolls themed, the guy's like, yeah. Like, he was just ridiculous. And you could hear him like he was right next to the fucking camera. It was nuts. So that that happened. That's real life. And uh, they didn't announce anything new from Elder Scrolls Six, which is what everybody was there to see. And then everyone was summarily disappointed. (laughs) So they didn't do that. However, they did talk about Captain Keen, the new mobile game, a revival of the Captain Keen series from the 90s. Could you tell that was sarcastic? Okay, so here's the thing. Is that actually true? Yes. Uh, uh, and yeah, guy was not there for that one. Let, let me, me tell you, let he me, was silent. Let me, yeah, let me tell you this. Um, this is not even a secret. I think that pretty much everyone will agree with this. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I'm on my own on this one. Don't do a couple things at E3. First off, know your audience. Yes. People who are watching E3 do not give a fuck about the majority of your mobile games. They don't. They, they liked Fallout Shelter. You know why? Because it was an anomaly. <laughs> Believe me, they mentioned Fallout Shelter. Oh, I'm not even surprised. Of course they did. Oh, hey, look, at I can actually get back to work. This, I'm level 72 now. Oh, my, he's level but 72. But I can go here, and it's actually a site. For the game's going to be called Mosaic, by the way. Blitblop is yeah. now Mosaic. So, like, you can go through, and there's, like, oh, hey, like, like ads. Like, it's a fake site. Like, That's oh, awesome. here's some other app, like, Love, whatever. Wow. It's like, oh, yeah, so... And then there's like banking and commerce, whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, the uh, so shit, where was I? <laughs> I 
I got I got distracted. You're taking mobile games, yeah, so presenting don't, don't, it to the don't. wrong audience. Okay, I mean, this seems a little bit weird because I'm playing a mobile game right now. That was He's literally tapping the screen furiously right yeah. now. Yeah, okay, but here's the thing. Nobody also gives a fuck about things like, why would they spend that much money on Just Dance? Who that plays Just Dance is watching E3? Some people. Majority of them, no. You know how I know? I would guess zero. You want to know how <laughs> I know? Guess. You want to know how I know there's nobody who's super excited about Just Dance that are watching E3? Because, because I was presented. watching Twitch chat oh, in a variety. Yeah. In a, uh, this sounds psychotic, but I had four windows open for yeah. Twitch watching the chats. Yeah. And when that came on the stage, you want to know what I saw? bunch of people falling the fuck asleep saying what the fuck is this shit yeah yeah and and here's the thing right i mean those games are great for the people who like them i i'm 100 supporting of that but <laughs> uh you're the main people watching it do not give a fuck Honestly, so don't yeah. don't put your money there there are so many more ways they could present a great idea too and spend some time on it so like with fallout 76 it so often defaults to just like uh like sort of a you know, a mishmash of different screenshots and, and videos from the game that they're trying yeah. to make now. And the thing is, it's still it's still pretty far off. I'm pretty sure it's not until November when that content comes out for Fallout 76. So it's still going to be a little ways off. And you still have to maintain a player base between now and then. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I just, I don't know. It seemed, it seemed like that was a difficult thing to hinge it on. Uh, that was a big portion of it. Elder Scrolls, all they talked about was a couple mobile games, including a card game, I think. Uh, Elder Scrolls Blades. Which obviously is the one that's kind of uh, like an on the rails. Have you been playing slash. it? No, I've heard it's decent. It's okay. Yeah, it's it's for a mobile game. Pretty yeah, good. and it's a shame that we even have to say it like that. It should it just be its own thing. Said. Yeah, it's unfortunate that it has to be said that way. Yeah, like there's a very few mobile games that I would say, hey, I'm gonna play this game mm. because I want to. Mm. The only studio that I know that puts out consistently good games for mobile is Ironhide. Ironhide Studios. Okay. They make um, uh, a bunch of tower defense games. Yep. Like the Kingdom Rush. Well, tower defense is a great. But no, like specifically Kingdom Rush. They make Kingdom Rush. Yeah. Like all those games. Yeah. Uh, which they recently came out with the one where you play as the bad guy. Yeah. You know what I thought at first when you said that? Mobile games that I would play every time. They were all games from consoles at one time, like RPGs, like Chrono Trigger. Yeah. And all like uh, Stardew Valley. Right? Yeah. Stardew Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Final so Fantasy many- Tactics. <laughs> Those are all games that were not mobile games yeah. and became mobile games. They just happen to be decent on mobile. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that, that's kind of what they're after there. It, it was a bit disappointing. I, I tuned out about halfway through it because I, I just had had enough. I don't have a lot of time to watch stuff. this stuff. So when I watch it, that's not what I want to see is stuff like that. I right. You want to see Cyberpunk 2077. I want to see Cyberpunk. You want to see Baldur's And there's Gate. been a lot of Cyberpunk. That leads me to the next big announcement. So Keanu Reeves is featured as a character. <laughs> I don't know if he's playable or not. In no, Cyberpunk 2077. So he shows up toward the end of it. Obviously, this is the game coming from CD Projekt Red, makers of the Witcher series. And this game looks fucking sick. Yeah. Whoa. CD Projekt Red. Enough said. Move now, on. I know earlier I was telling you off off mic that, dude, yeah. I think this is going to end up being game of the show this year. Cyberpunk looks so goddamn cool. See, I can't believe it. Yeah. And what I told you, and I will repeat here, is I don't agree only because, and, and don't get me wrong, there's nobody who is more excited for Cyberpunk than me. Oh, I know. I know you no, also played, I the, played the tabletop. Yeah, yeah, you played the tabletop. Yeah. So I shouldn't say nobody else. There's other tabletop players yeah, yeah. out there who also are but, super but what, psyched. What this. brings on the skepticism? And not skepticism at all. Um, it just it doesn't seem fair to give game of the show to something that's already been announced. 
Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. But I understand for game of the show, hey, it was in the show, so of course yeah, it qualifies. Yeah. yeah, sure, fine, whatever. But the whole thing, though, is that you need to realize that there are a lot of games that are up and coming that can be potentially very, very good as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't think game of the show should go to somebody who's already had game you of the show. You mentioned one earlier that I thought was really cool that just was announced, too. It was, uh, uh, yeah, Last Oasis. That one, and there was another one. Um, Evil Doctor. Evil Doctor. One. Oh, yeah, I was waiting to get into that. I'll oh, get into that in a minute. My bad. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, there's also a Chucklefish game that came out, Starmancer, That's which is right, like yeah, a Star-Mancer. dwarf fortress sci-fi style game. And then, uh, so obviously they're the makers of Stardew Valley. No, not makers. Oh, they're not. No, 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 no. Because um, it looked a lot like Stardew Valley. No, no, they all look. All their games look similar. They have an aesthetic that they stick okay. to. Okay. They are actually publishers. Chucklefish is oh, publishers. My bad. Um, okay. Concerned Ape, I think made. Uh, it's one guy. Made, okay. Made yeah, uh, Stardew, but I think he has a couple more under him now. Okay. Um, which started an awesome game. Oh yeah. Um, but they also uh, Chucklefish also brought us uh, Starbound. Uh, they brought us um. Shit. All right, I might as well go into it now. Um, so 2004. Yep. Couple games came out. Yeah. Right. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Yep. Which we're getting Vampire the Masquerade two. Yay! Which is so crazy this far after. Right. Yeah. But something else came out in 2004. Something else came out in 2004 that I have loved and i i've played it constantly since then and that's not a lie i own multiple copies of it pokemon it's always Crystal. been on my fuck off so it's, <laughs> it's always been on my computer it's always been on my computer so you know it's not pokemon the first lego star wars um fuck off still uh, <laughs> evil genius okay yes uh evil yes. genius 2 has finally been announced uh not some weird mobile game yeah i have memory i remember those things too yeah but uh evil genius 2 Evil Genius 1 was a, think of a dungeon keeper yep. uh, style game, or Dwarf Fortress style game if you prefer, mm-hmm. And uh, but you are a evil genius, as the title says, mm-hmm. done in that kind of like 60s, 70s mock-up. Yeah, uh, like, like a aesthetic. Bond villain. Yeah, Bond villain. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Just more supernatural stuff going on. Uh, yeah, and I think, um, so either way, it's been announced. It looks very much uh, in the vein of the original. Yeah. Which is phenomenal news. This is this is a game I hadn't heard of until you were describing it. Right. Uh, somehow flew under the radar for me even back then. But it looks cool because what the, what you showed me in the preview was they're doing base building. You know, yes. similar, similar. Not, it's a management game. It right. is. Not yeah. too dissimilar from a Dungeon Keeper in, in that regard, right? It, it plays the same way. And then the enemies are actually different uh, government, government groups yes. trying to infiltrate you. Uh, Anvil... Uh wow yeah yeah like all all of those fun little mock up versions, uh there was like radio broadcasts and stuff like that. And then how how do the fight how do the does the fighting play out in yeah, it? Yeah 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 fighting does play out in it yeah so you can design traps and stuff like that and they're very they're very like elaborate evil genius style traps. Yeah. Like uh, in the original game, you had things that were like pop up versions of your minions would come and confuse people that were trying to infiltrate your base. Yeah, you had like. These little things that would drop from the ceiling. They're like gas chambers. Cool. Um, in the preview, they show, uh, I don't know, she's some sort of they rogue show, they show the, jumping through the lasers, and then she falls into the shark tank. Right. Yeah. So what that was, yeah. uh, which I, th- I think based off her color scheme, I think she's actually an animal agent. Okay. Um, and they are like Bond-style kind of people who come okay. into your base trying to like find that, hey, this person's doing it, take pictures of you know, right. like the evil shit that you're doing and send it back to the world so to raise your Okay, infamy. like MI6 or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. To bring crackdowns on your base. So, uh, yeah, in the trailer they show this giant fan comes up, which is 100% the original game, 
shoots this person through a bunch of lasers, but the the agent avoids the lasers only to stand on a area of ground that is a literal shark tank. Yeah, yeah. She falls into so the she shark. Falls tank. into. Yeah, yeah. Which amazing. Um, they've only really showcased. And showcase, I say lightly, uh, Maximilian, who was one of the original mm. um, evil geniuses. Shen Yu was another one. And Alexis something, I yeah. think. The initial guy, Maximilian, you said he looks like a short Gru or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, from, yeah. So uh, um, he looks, he's modeled after Dr. Evil. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, which awesome powers for people who don't. Yeah. Um, and Gru is modern, also modeled on him. Yes, yeah. Gru is also modeled on right. him. That's correct. And they're all modeled on Blofeld from the James Bond series. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, there's a female version of that character. Oh, yeah? Know, in, in, in Evil Genius 2. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, but I'm surprised, actually, that uh, Alexis and Chen Yu are not in the, ori- in the original lineup. But I think that might be because they are kind of like huge stereotypes on what they are. Like, Chen Yu is this, like, um, uh, Confucius Chinese kind of Oh, he's got the Fu psychic. Manchu and everything. Yes. Oh, oh 100%. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it might be just because, like, hey, maybe let's not, like, you know. Yeah. Uh... Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of harkening back to, like, this 60s, 70s Kung Fu Island kind of. Yeah. Yeah, mastermind. Yeah, they, like, they, yeah, they'd be more like from, the... like, Kung Fu movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, uh, and then there was a, uh, and then the, the female version, essentially, of Maximilian. Yeah. Uh, who was just kind of, like, the very prim and proper uh, yeah. Cruella Deville looking character. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I genuinely hope that they don't cut out any characters for that reason. Oh, so it'd be, it'd be, well, I think we already see the four that they're going to start with. I'm hoping that they're going to bring back the original cast okay. to over DLC, okay. which is, I'm sure, what their plan is. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. So that game looks really good. I, I am into that. I, I love the idea of it. I think I need to play it. And you said you have multiple versions of the original. Yes. Maybe I should be tracking down it's on the Steam. version of the original. It is? Okay. It's on Steam. Yeah, yeah. so I'll, I'll, I'll probably get it on there then. So it sounds very, very interesting. What's it called again? Uh, Evil Genius. Evil Genius well, 2. Evil Genius 2, yeah. yeah. So that's coming right up here. Another big announcement. Uh, we, were ta- we were already talking about Cyberpunk. We talked about that way back. Originally did a 40-minute gameplay last July or August. I won't take a guess as to which episode that was. It was probably 18. I'm going to go ahead and throw yeah, that out Yeah, I there. think you already looked it up this no, time. No, I, d- I did not look it up, but I will go and look it up now. Uh, let's see. You know what? Fuck you. I'm saying 19. Oh, okay. 19, 18. <laughs> we are both wrong. Good. It was 16. <laughs> Shit. That was so, actually my first guess. I was it was like, so nah. long ago. And uh, so you can go back and listen to that if you want to know more about the gameplay. It is a first-person shooter, heavily reliant on the technology that's in the game. However, Cyberpunk takes place in a post-apocalyptic world. looks a lot like Akira, the anime Akira. So if you were into that sort of setting, uh, I I think you'd be into this. It looks really cool. In the new trailer, it sort of jumps in on a mission that's happening, uh, but a lot of it is pre-rendered, so it's hard to get a read on exactly how good or bad the game is going to be based on what you're watching there, but what they show looks amazing. So even if what ends up in the final game is the shadow of this, it's going to be very, very good. However, Cyberpunk, they're, I, I don't know if they named an actual date for it in there. Uh, yeah, it's uh, 2020. So, But I suspect it's going to be next-gen game. I think it's April 16th. Oh, so it's going to be this-gen game. Yeah. Interesting. So I suspect it's going to be one of those titles that maybe gets a this-gen version and then next gen will get like well, a rematch here, here's the right thing the right bat. um their games are pc first that's true yeah. okay yeah that's true so we are talking about CD, cd project red here yep cool so it could end up coming out of pc first and the next gen after i based on what i've seen from the game so far even last year's uh gameplay of it based on what i saw there i i don't think this could be a this gen game i think it has to be ps5 and next box 
Um, I don't know about that 100%, but I think that there might be sacrifices that are having to be made. I for... think there'll be a lot of sacrifices. I think it'll be a shadow of, of the game they previewed if they don't do that. So well, it's we'll going to be very tough. So that looks really interesting. Another big announcement came directly from E3. Actually, it might have been leaked beforehand, at least the title was. It's called Elden Ring, and this is the From Software cross with George R.R. R. Martin, who's writing for them now. And this right. is basically... It looks very, like a very cool idea. Unfortunately, the trailer is all pre-rendered footage. doesn't really show anything much at all, except for some cool armor, um, a man carrying an arm, that, and then other, someone else putting on an arm so that has something to do with arms that you can move and remove and do things with. And then there's a man doing some sort of like blacksmithing. I'm not really sure what. So what is this one called again? It's called Elden Ring. I'll take a look into it. I, I missed it, so. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, allegedly, George R. R. Martin wrote the whole thing. So, if you want to know why, you know, if you're a big Game of Thrones book fan and you haven't gotten Winds of Winter yet, and you're like, well, what the hell are you doing, George R. R. Martin? He's writing games for From Software. So, live with it. Well. Deal with how it. How much of it is he actually writing, though? Oh, I don't know. Probably not much. Yeah. They, they probably made him a lot of money like just putting his name on it oh yeah probably so from software is one of the biggest names in the biz right now their most recent game Sekiro, has done very well met with realistic criticism based on how difficult the game is allegedly but so were all the rest of the games so <laughs> divisive criticism so well I, I say difficult but i think like for me it would yeah. be extremely difficult for right. you probably not because you've played no, it would games, be so. difficult it would be yeah, difficult yeah. but that the whole thing is overcoming the challenges. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm too scared. I'm not going to play. Um, I, I do. Uh, I mean, I am interested in Elden Ring, though. That Elden Ring might be the one that gets me all in on a From Software title. This might be the enough. one. Fair enough. There was another. There was another game too that was kind of hearkened. Hmm. Can't remember the in name. In the same though. vein, is it Shinji Mikami's Ghostwire Tokyo? No. Oh, there was a ghost game though that's coming out. Four v four game. That was oh, really is it? Cool. Yeah. Huh. There's like uh, Midnight Ghost Hunters. I think it's called. Huh. And uh, that one was really cool. It's uh, four people play as ghosts and four people play as ghost hunters. And I think you have like something like four minutes to find the ghost before midnight strikes. And the the like. Do you use the flashes of cameras to defeat? the No, ghosts? you have like you have like uh, Ghostbusters ask pulverizer guns. Oh, okay, guns. that's cool. Like it's not stream guns; they're just like a particle fire. That's really cool. But the idea is that you're trying to hunt down these ghosts. But if you don't hunt them down by midnight, they come back with a vengeance. Nice. Uh, and then it becomes, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, we need to get the fuck out of here. Is it a first person? Yeah, it looks like it. Okay, that'd be really sweet. That's cool. That's a good idea. Yeah. Something they could elaborate on, too. They could add in different monsters in the future and kind of do whatever. Uh, I think it's, no, I think it's 100% ghosts. Oh, yeah, to start off. But, but yeah, I, all I'm saying is they can tweak it and then add in. Uh, you, need, you need to see what it is. Oh, do I? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just wishful thinking. You're, 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 to be honest, you're not thinking in a bad way, <laughs> uh, but wrong game. Uh, you'd be thinking more dead by daylight for what you're thinking. So now Shinji Mikami, obviously the guy behind um, uh, Devil May Cry, Resident Evil, uh, has a lot of pull with Capcom. He's doing this Ghostwire Tokyo game. I didn't see the trailer yet for it. My understanding is it's going to be heavily taking place in a uh, post-apocalyptic, sorry, not post-apocalyptic, rather a a version of Tokyo in the future where all people have disappeared and all that's left is ghosts and monsters and things like that that you have to defeat. So So not everyone's disappeared because you're a person. Yes, presumably, yes. Is it multiplayer? Uh, That I don't know. Interesting. It showed multiple, I guess, ghost wires in the preview ads. I need to look it up. So, yeah. there's, there's a bunch of stuff that I've missed out, unfortunately, on this yeah, E3. The, the, actually, the, the new game announcements have been Fast and Furious in the C3, much yeah. faster than uh, I anticipated. Um, Another interesting tidbit here that I wrote down, Microsoft actually bought Double Fine. 
So, which is cool. Really? Yeah. And they're doing another Psychonauts. Oh, cool. Yeah. Could they maybe finish up, uh, uh, was it Space Station? Was it DS9? No. There's a Double Fine. There's a Double Fine game that came out that was uh, not finished. It's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> We're lucky just getting a Psychonauts. No. A new exactly. Psychonauts game. Yeah. Well, that's probably the only reason why they bought it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Unfortunately. <laughs> to keep it exclusive. What else? Somebody else. Hmm. Oh, uh, what was it? Last Oasis, though, I showed you. That was also announced. Which one was that? That was the one with the weird walker looking. Yes, uh, Last Oasis looks trippy. Da Vinci kind of creature. Uh, yeah. Things. So, yeah, it's, it looks like a combination of like rust and. Uh, Actually, I like that what you just said of the Da Vinci style looking blueprint yeah. in the form of a machine, like a walking machine. Yeah. Because that's what they are. I guess yeah. they're. Supposed to be like land ships or something like yeah. that, but they're walking and they look sort of uh, like uh, I don't know, almost like sticks and joints, similar to like Da Vinci's flying machine yeah, drawing. Bad example, but think uh, Wild Wild West. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, a lot like Wild Wild West, except yeah. it's all made of wood. Yeah, and not the like, wooden roller coaster version. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, yeah. So a lot creakier, and you feel like you have a migraine when you come yeah. off it. And it shows like there's some guys. They're, I guess they'd be like pirates, but they're on like smaller little wooden ship creature yeah, things. Yeah, they're trying running, to like bullet. Yeah. Yeah. And to then board they, it. Yeah. And then they run up on this one to try and board it, and then there's a battle on the land yeah. ship. But then they also showed in a preview um, a base, a home base that's built much out of the same construction as the walking ones. Yeah. So the same items. and. But I think that the base is a stepping stone to get to your walker. I think it must be. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe. But there's a big one. Though there's a big one in the trailer, they show like because they were showing a bunch of these walkers and it was like, oh, they get generally a little bit bigger. Yeah. But they weren't like really anything bigger than like a man of war, or, like a galleon. Right. But then there was uh, in the one trailer they showed at the very end, there is this massive fucking thing that comes up like a storm cloud. Looks like uh, would it look like um, what was the movie that came out in December that we didn't bother to see? Peter <laughs> Jackson. Oh, uh, Mortal Engines. Yeah, more. Which, by the way, I actually want to see that. It, it, I think um, it looks good. I don't know why. I heard, I heard it. it wasn't that great though. But uh, cinematically, some like people fun. said the same thing about Alita, but I quite liked Alita. Did you though? You I did go back and watch the. Episode I did. I liked to date this year. It's one of my favorite movies this year. I think you need to re-listen to our podcast about it. No, because we tore it apart. We did, and I laughed heartily when we got to the part about cutting. What was his name Theo Howard? What was his name Hugo? Hugo. <laughs> Cutting Hugo's head off and carrying it around in a jacket. I laughed heartily when we talked about yeah. that because that's the fucking funniest thing. Don't get me wrong. Seen. I will enjoy the Alita movies because I'm sure there's more coming. Yeah. Um, but it is, I did not think it was a s- astounding movie. Go back and listen to my points on it back then. No, I think just for sheer entertainment value, I had more fun there than I had at pretty much everything except for Dragon Ball and Avengers this year so far. Interesting choice choices but yeah what else uh there was another game we're missing a game there's a game we're missing oh there's so many games we're missing dude no um as far as ones i wrote down ooh. oh a uh, quarantine uh rainbow quarantine. Six quarantine oh that's right rainbow six quarantine you should which we don't know like that. anything about but they're they're touting it's going to be a pve version yeah. of siege effectively yeah and you have like very defined veins on your arm <laughs> that's all i know from the trailer yeah and then there's some sort of drug in a, in a wristband cinematic yeah. Uh, another big one. We have an actual release date for Final Fantasy VII Remake for March 3rd, 2020. Right. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see about that. How did you not jump on that until now? Uh, I was kind of saving it. 
Fair I was enough. Kind of saving it. There's Actually, some, it just occurred to me. There's something else. There's something else that I was like, yeah, wanting to talk about, and I'm not talking. It's funny. Oh, like, Terraria is getting an expansion. Oh, really? Terraria, Terraria. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, the the fourth big expansion, which I, I love it. If anyone follows the news on that game, you'll see that there's a couple points where they're like, "Yeah, we're done the game. It's done." Right. And then another content patch hits. Yeah. <laughs> and then another content patch hits. It's like, oh my god, guys, make up your mind. <laughs> Is it the end of the game or not? But they've already announced Terraria yeah. too. So like, they've announced Terraria too, and yet they've released a new expansion. So what's going on here? It's I don't weird. know. Must have already been in the works for a long time. I believe that by the time this comes out, because this, this episode won't be out till Tuesday morning, yeah. uh, the Square Enix one is tonight as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're probably going to release a lot more details on Final Fantasy VII, including announced that it's going to be available on the show floor for them to play in some demo format yeah. or another. So which at this point, it should be. Like, realistically, it's... But will it's, it be on Stadia? Yeah, I don't know. Dude, honestly, with Final Fantasy VII Remake, like, it's so all over the place. And this is now, what, the third E3 it's been featured at in some form or another? Oh, yeah, but not in three years. In By the like way, six years. So there's a bunch of. Sorry, I, I gotta go off on this tangent for Stadia because I forgot to add this. Yeah, Stadia has a bunch of uh, devs slash production companies that are putting games forward that haven't announced what games are coming forward. Yeah, we named a few of them back. Ooh, I couldn't say which episode it was. It was two episodes ago, maybe when we detailed some of the original Stadia details from Google's keynote. Um, let me look it up though. I'll guess it was episode forty-six. So no, no, forty-four. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. Rockstar has a name in there for there's a Rockstar game that has been unannounced. Okay. Really? Interesting fact. But here's the fun part about this is that GTA 5, a lot of people have said, hey, it's probably just GTA 5, would have just come out there as GTA 5 on Stadia. Right. But they haven't. So what other Rockstar game has not come to PC yet that they might be holding back on? Red Dead. That's the going theory. Yep. That makes sense. That'd be yeah. really cool. That'd be a very big boon for Stadia. Absolutely. If they get that, especially if they get that in any kind I of mean, exclusive Arguably capacity. the the biggest publisher in the world, Rockstar, at least at least the producer of the biggest game of all time uh, with GTA V. So That's true. That'd yeah. be big news. That'd be really big news. Yeah, we'll see where that goes for Final Fantasy VII. Who knows, guys? Look, I hope it turns out good. I, you know, I'm still in on it whenever it comes out. Um, like we talked about before, I am begrudgingly in. So, but I will play it, even if it is going to be an installment-based game. So, yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. Anyway, that's enough about Final Fantasy VII. Uh, we'll wait for that keynote, and then there's a Nintendo Direct that's coming up here, I believe, tomorrow. In fact, let me go ahead and pull up the schedule there. So, in fact, Nintendo is going to be wrapping up E3 this year. It looks like their Nintendo Direct is going to happen officially at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday. So, likely, you will not hear this podcast before you watch that. So, again, that's going to be Square Enix tonight and Nintendo tomorrow morning, uh, which we will cover their announcements next week. So, whatever those may be. So. And we'll probably pick up on other things that we missed or things that we then we're able to catch up on. Yeah, there's going to be other stories that kind of gain legs after we record this podcast. There's still so much new information right now that it's kind of difficult to grasp at all. I think we covered the main big ones, but certainly there's going to be people who would argue that, oh, no, this other thing was a big thing. We'd love to cover that, too. Yeah, there's so if a you lot want of us to cover that, hit us up on Twitter, at Ronin Geekery. <laughs> yeah. So, honestly, like just tweet at me. We'll talk about it. So all about it. Uh, we should talk about before we end the show for today then, because we're coming up to about the 90-minute mark here, Windsor Comic-Con. 
lot going on around, around Winter Comic Con. So we are scheduled to be there at September 21st, 22nd, 2019. If you're in the Windsor, Detroit area, you want to come and see us or anywhere, anywhere around within driving distance. Our listeners in London, our listeners in Ohio. So you're there, some of you. And uh, you can come up and visit us there. We'd love to see you. And you can visit the con, which is always a good time, too. So for guests this year going into Comic-Con, the most recent one they've announced is Dickie Beer, uh, who actually played Boba Fett in Star Wars Episode Six, along with various other characters, so mm-hmm. including uh, stunt double for Luke Skywalker. So he will be there uh, from the original Episode Six. Mortal Kombat uh, was the... So this is from the original Mortal Kombat ga- game. They have the actor. His name is Daniel Pacino, who played... Johnny Cage, Sub-Zero, Scorpion, Reptile, and Smoke from the Mortal Kombat series. This was when they are doing the mocap for yeah. the Mortal Kombat series. This is the actor who played all of them. Nice. He's going to be there, which is really cool. Very excited about that. Next up, we have Austin St. John, the original Red Ranger from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. is going to be at Windsor Comic Con. Nice. Dude, I'm so hoping we get to talk to at least one of these people. <laughs> like, this would be so cool. Uh, and then there's another one we have... Larry Kenny, the voice of the original Lion-O in Thundercats. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Thunder. Thundercats. And then we're also getting Seth Gilliam. You might also know him as Father Gabriel from The Walking Dead. We'll be at Windsor Comic Con as well. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yep, yep, yep. We also got Chris Claremont. He was a writer for X-Men during show. the Phoenix Saga, I believe. The original um, Phoenix Saga? Yep, yep. And then that's it so far. So some big announcements coming, which is really exciting. Uh, Wizard Comic Con is heating up. There's going to be a lot of great people to come and meet from within the industry, and uh, and of course Obviously we'll be there set up. Yeah, we'll, we'll be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah one geek. So there's again that's September 21st, 22nd. Hit up WindsorComicCon.com to get your tickets. I also have it linked on our Facebook page at the top under events, so you can always click there as well and then follow through to the website to purchase tickets there. Uh, I don't know if there's any benefit yet. I have to look it up to purchasing the tickets early other than just that you have them. Uh, it is at Caesars Windsor Casino. Uh, this is a pretty big casino. I'm guessing the show will probably fill up pretty quick in terms of attendees mm-hmm. and, and ticket sales. My understanding is it gets quite a lot of traffic every year. We'll be doing raffle there. Uh, we don't. We haven't decided on the grand prize yet, but I do have a lot of smaller prizes in, including special edition Deadpool Monopoly sets, which are pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, somebody might want those. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. So it'll yeah. be... Uh, Rob, you'll be there. Uh, Adam probably will be there in some capacity. Maybe Osher, myself, obviously. Uh, and then we're also talking about doing a panel there as well. So, oh, which man. we're still talking about the content for that, but I think it's going to be freaking fun. And I can't wait. So, you can be a part of a Rona Geek official podcast recording and be credited on there as well if you choose to, if you show up to that panel. So, it could be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, look out for that. The details on that. I'll keep posting them on the Facebook page. And then otherwise, yeah, I think that's all I got. You good? Yeah. All right. I think that's it for episode 48 of Ronan Geek Official Podcast. This is Alex Austin signing off and Rob. Thanks for listening. Yeah.